Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, good afternoon. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Whatever Super Talk station you're tuned into this afternoon, or if you're online, welcome to the show. We've got lots to talk about in the next hour. Former football star Shelton Gandy will be joining us later in the program. He was named the new head football coach at Meridian High School just last week. We'll be talking. Uh, to him about that and we have got a studio full of softball players we've got carolyn world maria smith hannah borden and their coach natalie Poole, all here in the super talk studios and uh, we're going to be talking softball here in just a moment but let me remind you first of all we're broadcasting from the southern bank course studio in hattiesburg and the opening segment of every super talk eagle hour is sponsored by dickie's barbecue a great place to cater your next athletic event a great place to take your family for dinner anytime you like. We appreciate all that they do for us at Dickies. Okay, like I say, studio full of softball players. Let's start with Carolyn Whirl, an outfielder from Milton, Florida, and welcome to the Eagle Hour. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here, too. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're an outfielder, and how do you make your way from Milton, Florida, to Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Yes, sir. So it's actually my fifth year. Um, I graduated in May of... 2023 with my business degree and uh, I got recruited let's see my end of my sophomore or my junior year of high school I got seen by coach Hogue actually Um, she came to a bunch of tournaments because um, I had another girl on my travel ball team that was committed here so I fell in love with the campus really quick after I toured here and that's how I ended up here and and uh, coach Hogue really nice lady oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. All right, Hannah Borden is a catcher from Trustfield, Alabama, and uh, welcome to the show. Hi, happy to be here. Well, I hear catchers and catchers are about the most important player on the team. I'm sure you would agree with that. <laughs> well, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the baseball catchers tell me that the catchers are also the smartest people on the team. I agree with that, 100%. With that? Yeah. The most important, the best, and the smartest. Mm-hmm. Other than that, not much of a role, right? Mm-mm. You got to be. I guess you see the whole field. You got to make a lot of a lot of decisions. So. Yeah, no question. So you're here from Alabama, and you guys are just, uh, what, the 9th of February. You go to Jacksonville uh, for your opening games. Uh, what's the vibe on the team? Yeah, so um, I'm really excited actually about this um, this season. It's my last season. Uh, Caroline and I are uh, the two fifth-year seniors this year, um, so it's our last year. And I'm just excited to um, go out with a bang and have a really good year. How, how do you think this team shapes up, say, compared to the previous teams you've played on? 
Um, I mean, compared to the last few years, we have uh, better numbers for sure. Um, last year, I think we only had 17 um, during the season, and this year we have – I think 24, 25. So we definitely have a lot better numbers. We have the ability to scrimmage more at practice and, you know, have more live situations. Um, our pitching numbers have gone up. Um, and overall, I just think the team looks good and I'm excited for it. All right. Maria Smith is a, they tell me you're a utility player. You're from Edwardsville, Illinois. Yes, sir. Uh, the guy sitting right over there in that office is from Illinois, too. So, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh, are, you Bears, are you a Bears fan? I'm not embarrassed of Illinois. No, oh. no, you're a Bears fan. Oh no, I'm no. not. I'm an Eagles fan. Woohoo! But we lost. Philadelphia so. Eagles. Yes, I love oh. Jalen. How Hurts. does a girl from Illinois become a Philadelphia Eagle fan? Because I love Jalen Hurts, but oh, I love T. Oh. Higgins more. So I if he you. hears this, well, as a they don't exist anymore. <laughs> but as a lifelong Redskin fan, I'll have to tell you we hate the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, you've come a long way to get here. How'd you end up here? Yes, sir. Um, I ended up here because I'm the only girl in between two brothers, so I needed some space. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it was my going into my senior year, and I was I wasn't on like a very good travel team that traveled a lot. My parents didn't really they weren't really into the softball world. They both played basketball, and both my brothers played basketball, so they thought it was more of like a later recruiting, which now it is for softball, but it mm-hmm. used to not be and um i got on a different travel team and then coastal van found me and just was like hey i want you to come down here with me i'm about to go down here and i was like mm-hmm. all right cool let's do it i i don't really like the cold up there yeah it's like 17 degrees right what, what, what was the adjustment like for you what do you, what is life for you like here in the southern part of mississippi um, there's definitely better food. I like the food a lot better. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it? and um, the people are the southern uh, hospitality. Is that what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. And I've picked up some of the slang, not by choice, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely throw a y'all in. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So when you go back home, do they say, you've developed a southern accent? Uh, my first two years, my mom, she complained about it a little, but mm-hmm. – um, it's, it's not really that much different. We, I just, um, it's very polite down here. Like, mm-hmm. so years and years ago, I was involved with a softball team that was playing in the USSSA World Tournament, and um, those kids were from Mississippi that we had, and we were playing a team from Northern uh, Kentucky. <clears throat> and what struck me was when you're listening to our players, it's "Come on, y'all! Come on, y'all!" And the team from Kentucky, it was, come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before, you guys? <laughs> yes, that's what we say. We your your team doesn't over. do that here, right? No, we don't. Yeah. But y'all, are more of a y'all, y'all are more of a y'all team. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. All right, Carolyn. Uh, Caroline, you're from Milton, so you're used to y'all. Yes, sir. It didn't, didn't phase you a bit, huh? Not at all. All right, I want you to give me your perspective of this year's team. What do you think fans need to look for? Um, I think we're going to be able to see like a lot of a lot of fun on the field this year. I mean, we had a lot of fun last year, but I think this group really like mends well together. Mm-hmm. That's important, and I mean, having fun and and that the reason you're here playing softball. Yes, sir. You think people lose perspective of that sometimes? I think so. I think we get caught up in what other people think and like try to make it. I don't know, too competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it is competitive, but it's like you're going against somebody instead of playing with them. Mm-hmm. And it's 
It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a business. Am I correct about that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you tell me, young lady, your thoughts about the team and your coach is standing right over here. So uh, <laughs> this is her second year. From everything <laughs> I've heard from you guys and and uh, and other softball players that we've talked to, uh, you really like playing for this lady here. Mm-hmm. What is it she brings to the talks to the to the team that makes playing softball fun? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> Coach Poole is, you know, she's a very understanding and very respectful person in general off the field and on the field. Um, you know, the person you meet off the field, I tell um, players at camps and people that come on visits, I tell them this every time. I say, you know, the person you're talking to right now, she's going to be exactly like that when you get here. It's not going to be any major change. Because, you know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, the coach acted so different before I got to college. And then when I got there, it was – it was way worse, but that's not mm-hmm. the case here. Um, she's authentic, and she, she treats us with respect, and we treat her with respect. So, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, so you're you're a fifth-year player on the team. Uh, you're yes, gonna sir. Be, you're going to be one of the young ladies that everybody leans on for leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Is that exciting to you, something you like? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a little bit of pressure uh, as well, but, I mean, it's nothing that scares me either um the three of us have kind of taken over that role on the team of you know uh scheduling things sending reminders out to the team you know reminding them of what needs to be done things to do so um we're kind of used to it um caroline and i were seniors last year as well so we kind of uh (laughs) you know we've this isn't our first go around so we've kind of uh gotten used to that and um it's a privilege to be able to do that for everyone is that is that because of covid you got an extra year yes sir our freshman year was covid Mm -hmm. so you didn't really play much that year right no we got sent home i think mid-march it was march March 12th okay yeah Mm -hmm. i don't remember (laughs) yeah but march 12th so we uh I think it, we were on our way to our first conference series, so we didn't play a conference game my freshman year, which was in Conference USA. But um, so yeah, we hugely disappointing. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm sure. About a minute left, Maria. Uh, your thoughts about uh, the Sun Belt? I'm interested to hear your perspective of, of the level of competitiveness in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, coming into the Sun Belt last year, um, who else joined us? Marshall. Marshall joined us, and Marshall is a top team in uh, Conference USA. And it's definitely, like, every team is very competitive, and so was the um, Conference USA. Everybody was competitive as well. But it's, like, the level of intensity, you know. Um, so the Sun Belt sends, like, three teams to um, the World Series. Like, what is it? Or regionals. The regionals, yeah. like, every year. So, you know, we knew what we were getting into, like, going into it, and – it was a very exciting for like a lot of us on the team. Like it wasn't anything scary. It was just like, you know, time to like step up. You know. So, oh, that yeah, yeah. That's music saying oh. we're running out of time. Oh. <laughs> you finish your thought. You go right ahead. Finish your thought. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The Sunbelt is different in that aspect, but it's something that like our team is hungry for and always has been. So. It's right. something very cool. All right, Coach Natalie Poole's in the studio with us as well. Thank you, ladies, very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're going to hear from Coach Poole next. They were the Super Talk Eagle Hour right after this break.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank Carolyn Burrell, Maria Smith, and Hannah Borden, delightful young ladies, three members of the Southern Miss softball team. Glad to have them here in the studio. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. Great place to buy softball apparel and any Southern Miss apparel you like. Also, I want to thank Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are simply the finest luxury vehicles on the road. Coming very, very soon, the all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West here in Hattiesburg. Former football star and now Meridian High School head football coach Shelton Gandy joining us on the second half of the hour. But right now, we're delighted to have softball coach Natalie Poole in the studio with us. And uh, first of all, Coach, very grateful for you and for you to come and for you to bring these three fine young ladies with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And uh, just glad to be able to get out to share a little bit about what we're doing and uh, and also the young ladies that are out there working hard every day. Yeah, we were talking off air and uh, had some experience with uh, summer tournament softball for a long time. And the, I, and I know you're in the same position, obviously, at a much higher level, but it's the relationship with these young ladies that's really the special part. Am I wrong about that? Um, you're not wrong at all. That's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do, because of the relationships that are built and then nurtured and then last forever, usually. And um, I just got an invite um, yesterday to a wedding and um, for one of my former players. And um, it's just nice to be able to, to continue to have those relationships that you've uh, built and fostered. There's no question about that. Okay, so your second year, talk about uh, where you are. Uh, talk about when you got here, what your goals and, and, and your plans were and, and where you think you are now. So whenever we got here, um, I think that, you know, whenever I sit down and I talk to a group of young women, like in, in this profession, like you have to aspire to do great things. I mean, if you're really coaching and want to compete, then you got to want the very best of what the sport has to offer. So for me, my ultimate goal in my career is to compete the World Series. And I know that that may seem far-fetched at this point, and maybe we look at where we are and we're really far removed from that. But if we're not looking to kind of go for the ultimate goal, then what are we shooting for? And so then you kind of take that and you break that down and you think about, okay, we've not competed in the Sun Belt before. How do we get to be a part of that? And just kind of reflecting and looking back, um, they had not been to a postseason in probably four years to a conference tournament. So ultimately, a part of the process to achieve what we want means we need to be in the postseason. We need to be competing in the conference tournament. And we did that. And so I'm really proud of that um, because we took a step in the right direction. Clearly, we want to take our standings where we were. We made the tournament, and now we want to improve those. So every year that I'm working, our goal is to recruit well. Our goal is to um, teach these and develop these young women to play the game better in a higher level and and figure out what it looks like in the postseason, how to win in the postseason. So just keep taking steps the direction of where we see this team moving. How how competitive would you describe the Sun Belt? Extremely. It's ranked number six in the country in terms of strength of conference. And now that the um, Pac-12 is sort of, you know, dissolved, then you eliminate that one and those other teams have filtered into those Power Five and we sit the next conference right outside of the Power Five schools. That's and wonderful. so it's very competitive from the top down and um, really kind of any every weekend is a war. 
Yeah, and it's a multi-team postseason league, correct? It is. So we're responsible for not only competing well in the conference, but just competing well all throughout our schedule. We've got to beat teams that statistically are not as high as us, and we've got to be able to compete against teams that are better than us on paper. Mm-hmm. Paper doesn't always mean. It doesn't. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, but it's definitely a factor when it comes to, you know, kind of statistical comparisons on our team sheet. Are we beating people in the top 25? Are we beating people in the top 50? Are we beating people in the top 100? And then if our losses are, you know, one 100 and above, like, what does that look like? You know, how far down the, you know, down those numbers are we losing to people that can't afford to have much of that, right. if any? Right. Now, I know that in baseball, the coaches are very involved in making the schedule. Is that the same situation in softball? It is. We pretty much have the freedom to build our own schedules um, every single year. Okay, so what is your philosophy in that regard? Definitely to have a pretty balanced schedule. I want to be able to compete against some teams that are from different places so that we can get kind of our school out um, more so than just regional. So we want to play some different opponents than what we're going to see in conference as well as some of our midweek type of people. Um, So we want to get to some tournaments where we'll see a variety of teams. We also want to compete against teams. Like we want to see a few teams in the top 25. We want to play some teams in the top 50. Kind of the bread and butter might be you know really 50 to 100 is kind of we want to maybe compete a little bit more against those teams but sometimes we can't always control it because when you land in a tournament you know teams they're just trying to fill tournaments and so we end up playing probably um, a good variety of teams some that we should beat every day and then teams that we're going to be challenged by all right uh, february 9th it kicks off jacksonville florida is what the young ladies told me Mm -hmm. uh that tournament experience I, i know it's a good trip for them and exciting for them who will you be facing you anticipate in the opening tournament? Sure. Um, we'll be facing North Florida. We'll be facing um, JMU, which JMU is in our conference, but we don't compete against them this year. Um, we'll also um, face Jacksonville, and we'll also face Fordham twice. So for us, as you can see, that's kind of a group of schools that we wouldn't normally play. Right. And so that's really good. That'll get us opening up and uh, against some good competitors. Right. All right, let's talk about this year's team, Coach. Uh, give us the names of some kids that number one you're going to expect to be the leaders on your team definitely like you know looking at our team I expect our seniors to bring a certain level of experience maturity to the game and so clearly the young women that were sitting in here we expect to see some good things from Um, you know outside of that you know we expect some maturity from a few of our upperclassmen you know we we've got Jaina Lee who is a returner she's a junior this year Um, she had a pretty decent presence on the mound and I expect that to be better this year than what she did last year and she's one of our best hitters at the plate so like she's going to be I'm expecting her to just continue that type of performance just because that's who she is she's Mm -hmm. confident Um, she doesn't overthink things too much and she just knows how to play the game you made made a big pitching catch in recruiting in the offseason did you not we did you know we we had 17 players last year I know the 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 ladies talked about that and we lost six of those Um, four of them quit softball in general I think they just felt like it wasn't their path we had two that transferred out Um, And so we were down to 11. We replaced that with 14 um, additions. So eight of those were junior college kids. Two of them are four-year transfers and four freshmen. So we've made significant changes amongst the whole team, but especially the pitching staff because we only had one returning pitcher. Right. Let's talk about transfers. I'm fascinated to talk to all of you coaches about that. 
How has the, shall we say, wide open transfer rules affected ladies softball? Um, I definitely think that when it comes to as a coach's ability to fill a hole, um, that that can be a good avenue. You know, if you lose um, a player here and there, it can be a good avenue to pick up a player possibly. Um, but in the same breath, it gives people a really easy opportunity to bow out if things are not going well. And so um, whenever my parents dropped me off in college, they were like, figure it out, talk to your coach, solve the problems, because I'm not coming to get you. And, you know, and now I think it, there's if, if, a, if an athlete has a plan B, if they always have another option, it's easy to kind of dip your foot in, see if it feels good. And if it doesn't feel so good, some of the grittiness that it takes to fight through some of those moments of development, because development just takes time sometimes. And um, sometimes I feel like it, they're a little less apt to fight through those moments. Does that make coaching harder? Sure, because you have a shorter time span to develop the athlete. You know that it takes time, so you feel a little bit more rushed to get them some more immediate results. And if you know that that's not the path and you just know that you might take a hit, that athlete might decide that this is not the place for them. And so that's where you have to be prepared to go fill a gap a little bit more than what you previously had to do. Okay, like or dislike the transfer rule? Dislike currently, which means they can not only transfer one time, but now they can transfer right. multiple times. So I'm not a fan of that. Right. All right. About a minute left, Coach. Names of the some of the kids that we should all be looking to see big things out of. Absolutely. Um, I definitely think Neely McManus is going to be one. She'll be playing the infield for us. Um, I think you're going to see Maddie Weeks was a transfer from Colin. She was a, a World Series winner last year in JUCO. Um, you're going to see Kinsley Gordon. Um, probably playing in the outfield. You're going to see our seniors. And then on the mound, I think you're going to be um, hearing a little bit about Logan Stepp and um, Holly Craft and um, Jana Lee. Um, and so I think you're going to be hearing a lot of these names repeat. Hannah Borden, who was sitting here behind the plate, um, I think you're going to hear a good bit about her as well. You're going to have to bring Maria Smith out of her shell. She seems yeah, really shy. Yeah, she's a little shy. I think we've got some work to do on that. <laughs> but hey, yeah, Co- and she, they, both all these those young women have done a great job in this program, and I expect great things from them. Well, we sure hope you all have a great year. I'd like to get you back, uh, and I know you're fixed to get busy, but I'd love to get you back in the near future and let, and talk to me a little bit about the future plans of softball. We hear a lot about – we know Jeremy wants to move the complex yep. onto campus and uh, – Maybe you catch a break here when the season gets underway. We can talk to you more about that. Let's do it. Let's visit before conference starts, maybe. There we go. Coach Natalie Poole, everybody, women's softball coach here. Wishing the ladies nothing but the best. They kick it off February the 9th in Jacksonville, Florida. Softball's here, folks. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, our thanks to softball coach Natalie Poole and her fine players, Carolyn Worrell, Maria Smith, and Hannah Borden. We appreciate those kids joining their coach here in the studio. 
This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to have lunch. Great place to catch the next big ball game right there in the shadow of the rock. We really appreciate the guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And want to say hello to Mo Baby and Yay Company, 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Visit their Facebook page or go to MoBayBeignetCompanyCOHattiesburg.com. Better still, just go down there and have a, a plate of delicious beignets and a hot coffee. We know that you'll be glad uh, you did. Remember, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. My next guest needs no introduction uh, to Southern Miss football fans. Uh, During his great career at Southern Miss from 84 through 88, some great years, Shelton Gandy rushed for 2,504 yards, averaged four and a half yards a carry his entire career, scored 26 touchdowns for the Golden Eagles, and uh, was just a great, great part of uh, the Jeff Bauer era of Southern Miss football. And we're happy to say went on to have a great coaching career. Uh, He has now been named the new head coach at Meridian High School, but uh, this bio here, Shelton, uh, welcome to the show. Says you've coached for over thirty years. Tell me it hadn't yeah. been. Tell me it hadn't been that long since you played football yes, it here. Has. It, it, it has. <laughs> it has. It's been some great moments too, you know. And uh, you know, I, I got to give respect to uh, to Coach Carmody, Big Nasty. Now he's the one that coached me. I got you. you know, I got, got me some over. Yeah, and but I I actually played for Coach Bauer. My last year uh, at, there at Southern Miss when Curly Hallman had taken over, so it, you know, like you say, it was some great times. All right, so you, so who exactly did you play for? Carmody, you you played for yeah, Big I, Nasty, Coach Carmody. You know, uh-huh. I played uh, for Coach Carmody uh, uh, until my senior season, and that's when Coach Hallman came in in '88. You know, we had that magical season. You know, went ten and two. Mm-hmm. You know, had two losses. Uh, uh, our only losses were like to Florida State and Auburn, you know, and they were pretty good right. teams back then. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you corrected me on that. And, and I told Uh-oh. you, told you all fair. I was a big fan of the Bauer era, but I got to tell you, there was yeah. there's there's never been a more iconic coach at Southern Miss than Big Nasty and uh, Big Nasty and the Nasty Bunch, baby. Uh, I tell you, no question yeah. about that, Shelton. No question yeah. about that. Must have been. Uh, well, it's, it had, like I say, it's been 30 years, but I, I got to believe you still think back on some of those times. Those were just great times, I'm sure, in your life. Yeah, it was. It, you know what? And, you know, just being at Southern Miss and, and the people I met and the teammates that I had, I mean, I wouldn't give anything for it, you know. And I know I'm not, I'm just, you know, uh, a fly on the wall in, in, the, in a whole perspective. Man, I. All these all these guys, they said the same thing. I say, you know, it, it was just magical, you know, in the Correct. things that we did and you know went through and persevered. It, it was just phenomenal, yeah. and it built a lot of, you know, the character that I have, you know, coaching football these days. Yeah, and you know, big nasty, and, and we'll move on from this. But big, big nasty, this reputation of being really rough and tough, and I covered him covered him a couple of years when I was doing sports for one of the local TV stations, and. You know, he he was he was always professional, but rough and tough. And then right. later in life, Shelton, the last couple of years he was alive, we had him on the show two or three times, and he was like this real gentle grandfather. It took a right. it, took, it took a minute to adjust to that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can remember when I came back from uh, from Texas. I had been coaching high school ball in Texas in in eighteen, and uh, you know, coach. 
Crumley came down. He was the honorary uh, coach at the spring game. He and he and Coach Hallman, and I got a chance to visit with him. And I'm like, man, this, you know, it it, it was just really, he was really different. You know, he, he you know even when he talked to you and everything, but you know, a loving guy. You know, I, I wouldn't take you know, like I say, I wouldn't take nothing for him. No, and let me clarify to you personally. I was I was just a big a fan of 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 your your era as the Jeff Bauer era, and that's yeah, really where exactly. I fell in love with Southern Miss football. Yeah. Was watching, but you know, the and toughness. I got a chance of, to coach with Coach Bauer. You know, he he hired me as an right, assistant. Correct. I came back. You know, Southern Miss and, and coach man, and I, you talk about magical moments. You know the, you know the uh, the uh, the championship that we won in. Uh, I think that was two thousand three. Mm-hmm. That you know the uh, the Conference USA Championship, man. I, I you know I I wouldn't give nothing for that either. No, you know, coming back to your alma mater, having oh, a, you yeah. know opportunity to coach guys like Derek Nix. You know it, mm-hmm. it was it was great. He was pretty good, wasn't he, Shelton? Oh yeah, ain't no doubt about <laughs> it. No doubt about it. I uh, think he's going to do a great job at Auburn. Would you Would you agree with me that that Big Nasty and and Jeff Bauer, the two most iconic football coaches that have ever been here? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to, you yeah. know, totally have to agree with that, yeah. you know. And I, I've heard a lot of good things about Coach Collins. I never got a chance to meet, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, to be around him as much as, you right. know. But being right. around those two guys, I would most definitely say that. that <laughs> Lord, you're right. That, you can't leave Bobby Collins out of that, can you? I, no, and you forgive, can't. forgive me for momentarily forgetting about that, but no, right? right. No, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Shelton, let's talk about let's talk about the present and uh, congratulations to you named last week as the uh, as the new head coach at Meridian High School, which is a formidable high school program. Uh, give us your thoughts about your new gig. Yeah, I'm, you know, Morgan has a lot of traditions, winning state championships, and the players are here. And and I think Coach Boyle saw what I see right now when he came back. You know, he came up here and, and uh, you know, uh, coached here last year for one year. You know, they were young, and, you know, he got them rallied. He rallied the troops and, you know, the guys, the guys in the playoffs. Uh, but we're trying to, to build on what he's done and uh, get these guys back to, you know, where they were, you know, win the state championships because, you know, it's 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 a lot of talent here. It's got great leadership. You know, Dr. Carter, our, our superintendent, and, you know, Dr. Trussell, our athletic director, you know, I, I couldn't be, you know, more tickled than to work with this group of, you know, and also to have this, this talented bunch. Right, and you you inherited, you're taking over a pretty talented team. I, they were, I think, one of the surprise teams in high school football this past <laughs> season. Exactly. You know, they go down and, and beat Ocean Springs, who, you know, just kind of ran through the the, um, the south part of the state in 7A. And, you know, uh, you know, they go down and handle them like it wasn't any, you know, wasn't it, uh, wasn't no problem. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of potential. And we just got to, you know, one of my things is, hey, man, I, I don't want to be one of those coaches that have, you know, kids and say, hey, we didn't play up to our potential, you know, right. and, uh, but you know we we've got to just kind of build on to what we had and uh, go from there. As a guy that's been around uh, sports with my career uh, for a long time now, I, I I understand like many people that high school football coaches are more than just coaches. You know, they're, right. they're in many cases father figures, disciplinarians, just so yeah. important in the lives of these young men. And you know, Shelton. We talk to professional football players on this show, and 
they always seem to go back to recognizing their high school coach. Why, yeah. why, why is that connection so long-lasting, you think? You, you know what? Yeah, and, and that goes back, and it makes me think of my old high school coach, Larry Eastland. You know, he came in. You know, I had a, I had a, a pretty good uh, year, my sophomore year, and, you know, Coach Eastland came in, and uh, Coach Eastland and Coach Gore, those guys just kind of put that belief in me, you know, that, hey, look, you can do anything. It don't matter how big you are. You know, you just got to be the toughest guy. You got to endure. And uh, that's, you know, those kids are at a, a vulnerable time in their lives. And, you know, to have somebody who can, you know, they can really lean on and trust, you know, it, it I wouldn't take anything for that. No, I think it's so important. I, I, I just think the average fan – out there that casually follows high school football doesn't understand that chemistry, but I think I think Shelton for many of these young men is probably one of the most, if not the most important, male to male relationships in their lives. Right, exactly, that's exactly right. You know, because you know you lean on those guys, and you know they help me make this, you know crucial decisions in my life. That you know I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go with kind of lost for words and you know you could they'd always give you hey you old, you knew that they were going to tell you the truth you know right. and uh you know i was just you know you, you're fortunate to have really good high school coaches you know, and it's still going on today you know uh these kids you know they you know the high school coaches you know they it's kind of like a ministry to me you know uh, right right you know you, you're helping these kids uh make you know life-changing decisions you know because they you know right now they go home to mom and dad and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and some of them like might not have a mom and dad and you, you've got to help them get through those, you know, those struggles and the tough time. And, and not all of them going to play division one football, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, you got to figure out, you know, what's best for them in life and, and kind of point them in the right direction. Well, I can say this, the kids in Meridian are good hands, Coach Gandy, and uh, we yeah. congratulate you. And I want to point this out because you, you're not going to do it. Shelton Gandy, two-time All-American running back in high school. And when you finished your career, and you know this, you were uh-huh. in the top five career rushing yards in Southern Miss history. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty good, Shelton Gandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, you know, like I said, it was a great time. Well, thank yeah. you, sir. Appreciate you being on the show. Best of luck to you. We'll be following you very closely when high school football comes back around. Okay, thank you. Shelton Gandy, everybody, one of the great Southern Miss running backs of all time and now the head football coach at Meridian High School. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. This segment sponsored by DBAT. Luke Reynolds is the manager there, former Southern Miss baseball star. Great place to take your children for baseball, softball training. Uh, you know he can do it. They've got the state-of-the-art facilities there. They're on Hardy Street. Appreciate all that DBAT does uh, for the Super Talk Eagle Hour. As you know, Kelly Sanders is on injured reserve. Uh, we'll evaluate his injury later in the week. Uh a lot of people have been asking me, Kelly, are you really sick or are you in some kind of trouble? 
Well, I, I am my my wrist is suffering from eight ounce wrist curls. I've I've strained my wrist. I hmm. put something in it that was sixteen ounces instead wow, of eight wow. ounces. And at your age, it takes a while to recover from stuff like that. It, it, it does. Arthritis kicks in. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, even though he's on injured reserve, uh, Kelly is keeping up with stuff. So let's hear it, Center. All right. Let's start with the Southern Miss baseball. We alluded to it yesterday, Bob, as we talk a little bit about a lot of things. The Golden Eagle baseball team has named their captains for the upcoming 2024 campaign. Slade Wilkes, Carson Pato, and Matt Adams have been elected. Uh, to be the team captains for Southern Miss this year. Those are the guys that kind of keep everybody else in line as if anybody really needed to be kept in line. But uh, congratulations to Slade Wilkes, Carson Pato, and Matt Adams. That's a big honor, and uh, all players will tell you to be named captain is something special. On the intramural side, for you students that are just getting back uh, to campus and getting into the spring swing of things, the intramural department is reminding you that the basketball sign-up deadline is uh, coming up for the uh, 24th of January. 24th, that's just uh, tomorrow, in fact, will be your final day to sign up for intramural basketball, men's, women's, and co-ed teams. They'll be taking registrations for, and the season will actually begin on the 25th and last until February 19th. All right, more on uh, the NFL news now. It looks like Jim Harbaugh, the coach at the University of Michigan, is getting closer and closer to Reaching an agreement with the Los Angeles Chargers, several outlets are reporting that uh, it's pretty close to being a done deal. Now will Jim Harbaugh bring his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, and his own son, Jay, with him from uh, Michigan uh, to be on that staff with the Los Angeles Chargers? Stay tuned. The Super Bowl referee refereeing crew has been announced by the National Football League. Veteran Bill Vinovich, who called one of the playoff games this past weekend, he will be the Super Bowl referee among the other officials that will be helping him include back judge Brad Freeman, who you might not uh, necessarily know that name, but Brad Freeman is from Oxford, Mississippi. So Brad Freeman, the back judge for the Super Bowl, will give the uh, crew a little bit of Mississippi flavor there. Congratulations to Brad Freeman. And you really have to kind of feel sorry for Tyler Bass, the place kicker for Buffalo, who is a Georgia Southern product out of the Sun Belt. Of course, missing that field goal to the right. Believe it or not, Bob Getty, uh, he has had his life threatened uh, repeatedly. He's had to completely go off social media. But hearing some of these uh, stories of him being threatened, Bills and Chiefs fans have come together and started a fundraising campaign for his foundation, uh, Tyler Bass is a cat lover, and he has a foundation to save cats. It's called the Ten Lives Club. And just since they opened it this morning, Bills and Chiefs fans have donated over $25,000 to Good. the Ten Lives Club uh, for Tyler Bass. And, uh, and on a news note, kind of a sad note for us older folks, longtime veteran CBS News reporter Charles Osgood, yep. who would greet us on Sunday mornings with heartwarming stories from across the country, he passed away this morning at the age of 91. So that's a little bit about a lot of things, Bob. Well, I guess what I would say to the fans threatening the life of that young man is you need to get a life. <laughs> nope. I, no I, nobody wanted to make the field goal any more than him. And that's, uh, you know, if, if every kicker made every kick, then football wouldn't be what it is today, Kelly. So, I mean, get, and, get a life. And, and when you think about it, Bob, good, bad, or indifferent, that's something he's going to have to live with. Yeah. You know, which to me would be 
punishment enough. Yeah. You know? And look, if, uh-huh. he, if he makes it, it doesn't guarantee that the Bills are going to win the game. No, that's no. true. You know? That would have just sent it to overtime, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there were still a couple minutes, I think, left in the game. So who's to say that uh, Kansas City wouldn't have kicked it? You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and the last three times that Buffalo's been in the playoffs, they have lost in the divisional round to either Kansas right. City or Cincinnati. So the Bills just can't seem to get over that hump. But, yeah, you don't, you don't kick somebody when they're down, no pun intended. No. Um, but it's good to see that Chiefs fans are also contributing right. um, to, the, to the fund. And, and a guy that has a heart for cats, I mean, you know, he's a sensitive guy anyway, probably. Correct. You know? Now, um, you named those officials. Was that approved by the Kansas City coaches and players, the officials? <laughs> well, you know that wouldn't have been the final decision if it wasn't, so – uh, what am I thinking? Yes, Patrick Mahomes had to sign off on that before uh, before they allowed that to happen, right, Kelly? Well, you know that leaked news story supposedly has the Ravens and the Forty ers playing in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, well, we'll see. I think I'm I'm one of the few people picking the Chiefs to be, and I believe me, I hope the Ravens win big. But um, uh, I, I too many what, times I'm going Ravens Lions. Does that sound crazy? No, it doesn't sound crazy. But I but I wouldn't know who to cheer for. Yeah, you'd be cheering for both of them, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. All right, we'll let everybody know when Kelly is released from injured reserve. Be nice to the nurses, Kelly. <laughs> oh, Bob, you know that goes without saying. <laughs> Kelly's favorite nurses. <laughs> the ones with the fishnets and the ones named Fifi. You know? Okay, that's enough. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that wraps up the Eagle Hour. Thank goodness, just in time. Uh, until tomorrow, Kelly Sanders, Southern Miss. To the top. To the sea. like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle. Till I'm free. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.